Today's reading is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Then, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed and what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. A few years ago, a well-known company used a scene from the trenches in their Christmas advert, and they got quite a lot of stick for doing that. Uh, and what appeared to, to be minimising the, the, the sacrifice and the cost and the horror uh, of all of the suffering of the First World War. I mean, it was, it was brutal and gruesome. And it's a place that you would not have imagined there to be any thought or sense of peace. But against the backdrop of what was happening, individuals chose peace. During December 1914, many German and uh, British soldiers took peace into their own hands. On Christmas Eve, they sang and played carols to each other across the destroyed no-man's land. And they found that they recognised the tunes, even if the words were slightly different. The tunes were there and they understood something of it. On Christmas Day, German soldiers walked across the scarred landscape shouting Merry Christmas. At first, of course, the uh, Allied soldiers were suspicious. But eventually they too went out and they talked to each other and they shared chocolate and cigarettes and they played a game of football and then they went back to their own sites. That Christmas truce was never repeated. The officers on both sides could not have the troops thinking they're just like me. Because why would you want to fight with them then? But on that day, enemies placed their shared humanity before their grievances and experienced the Christmas spirit of peace in a truly powerful way. And across the world today, we still need that sense of peace. God's presence and peace 
can pierce even dark and painful surroundings and circumstances, including any fight or emotional valley that we find ourselves in. Christmas is typically and rightfully thought of as a season of joy. And all the Christmas adverts that you'll see, or the majority of them, um, are, are about fun and parties and being together. And, oh, great. Um, I was listening to uh, the news during the week, and there was a man who sued his company because they sacked him for not being fun enough. Who knew? Don't know how I've survived all these years. I mean, imagine being told when you go to your work, you've got to, you've got to have fun. It's compulsory. You've got to have fun. And he wasn't fun enough. But actually, the truth is that for many people, this is a really painful season. It's a difficult season. And again, across the world, there are so many people for whom joy and fun is very far removed from reality. And so today, as we continue our Advent journey towards Christmas, we are focusing on celebrating peace, the peace that is brought into the world by Jesus, the one who is called Emmanuel. And so today we think of God with us brings peace. And my hope and prayer is that each of us will in some way experience the comfort of Christ's peace in our lives. So here are the shepherds. They're out in the field and they often get a bad rap. They really do. They're presented as outcasts. They're thought of as a, as a dirty, unruly group. Probably a wee bit of thieving going on as well. You know, and just, just really the bottom rung of society are the shepherds. And they were definitely, um, in those days, a, a lower uh, class in society. Uh, not everybody thinks they were as bad as uh, they, they are made out. But they, they certainly weren't, you know, the people to be, uh, to be admired. But at one point, the most famous and most important people in Israel's history were shepherds. Abraham was a shepherd. Isaac and Jacob were shepherds. David, the king, started off as a shepherd. Whether or not these shepherds in Jesus' day were really a totally motley crew, shepherding had fallen into disrespect. It was a dirty, smelly, menial job, and probably not one that most mums just relished their boys growing up to take on. At the other end of the spectrum in Israel were the religious leaders of the day. They were convinced of their righteous superiority. They made sure everyone knew how godly they were. The Pharisees would go out onto the street corner with their faces painted just to show that they were fasting and, and praying and, and being, being right with God. 
They kept that place for themselves by putting everyone else down. The religious leaders of the day believed that they were the ones with a direct line to God and his purpose for everyone else's lives. So in this hierarchy in society, shepherds weren't exactly accustomed to being contacted by angels. They didn't expect direct messages from God through angels from on high. And so you can imagine um, how they felt when they're out there just going about their everyday business and all of a sudden there's an angel. The reading today says there were shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the Bible does that so often. It's a kind of throwaway line. You know, they were, they were just, ugh, they were there and, and, and an angel appeared. And it's like, oh, it's, just, it's just an angel. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen an angel, but I suspect it's not just quite as simple and straightforward as that. I suspect when you see an angel, you go, oh, oh no. Or words to that effect. I don't think it's as simple and straightforward as an angel appeared and they went, oh, hi. What on earth was going on? And then, as if the one angel wasn't quite enough appearing in the sky, the big glowing guy speaks. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Do you know they always say that? Always. Gideon, in the wine press, the angel appears. Don't be afraid. Why? Because the first thing you do when you see an angel is go, ah! Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, the King that you've been waiting for all of these years. And here's the sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Well, I mean, they've been waiting for 400 years at least without any word from God. And all of a sudden, here's the angel. Messiah's here. That in itself is enough to get them excited. But wait, there's more. Literally more, as in more angels. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. And on earth, peace. To those on whom his favour rests. These angels making a proclamation of peace. On whom God's favour rests. And they're making it to shepherds. Right at the beginning of Jesus' life and work on earth. We see something that carries on all the way through. It's to the least and the lowest he goes. It's to the outcast that he goes. And these people are all included in Jesus' work and in Jesus' message. But can you imagine the the confusion and the doubts that are probably going through the shepherds' heads? It's not really supposed to happen to shepherds. Supernatural encounters with God's messengers and promises of blessing and favour. They they didn't really come to shepherds. They were much more kind of reserved for the, the super spiritual people. 
But the God of peace is with us, all of us. Peace is not based on class or position or occupation. It's not based on talent or ability or wealth. It's not based on any of that. It's based on Jesus, Emmanuel. God with us brings peace. Way back in history, in the Old Testament, when God gave the law to Moses and set up the roles and the duties of the priests to guide the spiritual life of his people, he gave them this blessing to speak to each other. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The Hebrew word used in that blessing and throughout the Old Testament is shalom. It has a a really deep, uh, significant meaning. It reflects safety, completeness, and wholeness. It's the type of peace that Jesus brings. Jesus is the Prince of Shalom, foretold by the prophet Isaiah, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. This completeness and wholeness with God is what Jesus brought into and left in our world. It's a peace that calms our souls and allows us in sometimes dreadful circumstances to be able to say, it is well with my soul. This is the peace that we celebrate today. It's not just the absence of warfare or fighting or struggle. It's more than that. Peace is a person. Near the end of Jesus' life, he spoke these words to his disciples just before he was arrested and crucified. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Jesus knew that his friends were about to have this crushing blow. They didn't understand what was coming, but he knew what was coming. He knew that that here are these people who had followed him, who had trusted him, who were looking for him to set up this kingdom. Suddenly he was going to be killed. He wasn't going to be there anymore. And for three days they would have this struggle. And so in advance he says to them, don't worry, have my peace. Different from anything our world has to offer. It's not a gift that can be taken away, and it's not something that we can create on our own. It's not the absence of pain or hurt or noise or violence or uncertainty. Peace is a person. Peace is Jesus with us because He is the Prince 
of peace. And his assurance to the disciples was that even in what would appear to be the most hopeless of circumstances, he would be with them. His peace is his presence with us, no matter the circumstance. Paul says to the church in Ephesus, in chapter 2, 14, he says, For Jesus himself is our peace. As we experience God's presence in our lives, we become interwoven in and inseparable from the peace that he is and that he gives. God with us brings peace between us and God, but he also brings peace among God's people because we are drawn together and unified in Christ. So how peaceful is your Christmas season? Plenty of time to do stuff. Everything's organised already. All the presents are bought. The cards are written and say, oh, great. No, plenty time. Or maybe the reality is it's manic. It's absolutely manic. And, and on top of all the stuff that we do every day anyway, we throw all this other stuff and wonder why we don't get it done and wonder why we're exhausted and wonder why we don't really have that sense of peace. Maybe it is an overloaded schedule that robs you of peace. Or maybe it's something more. Maybe it's a, a relational conflict or pressure at work or a lost job or an illness. I don't know what it is for you. But for many of us, peace sounds very far away from the reality we are living through. Oh, it's a great idea. Wouldn't it be nice if a lovely thought for the holidays, something we maybe even long for, if only we could feel that peace of God with us. Well, if that's where you find yourself today, I want to encourage you that Jesus shows up when the storms of life threaten our peace and our hope and our joy. There's a story of the disciples in a boat in the Sea of Galilee it must have been a really bad storm on the water because they were terrified. Here, these fishermen, they were terrified. And as the waves started to flood the boat and the wind continued to get stronger, Jesus was lying sleeping until the point came when they, they started to shout at him, Jesus, get up! Do you not see, do you not understand that we're about to die? I mean, the boat's sinking and you're just lying there sleeping. What are you doing? And yet, when Jesus got up, he said to the wind and the waves, be still. And they were still. The disciples looked at him. And maybe for some of them, for the first time, they realized that he was not just 
a good guy. He was not just a prophet. He was not somebody that just brought a message maybe from God. But when they're saying to themselves, who is he that even the wind and the waves do what he says? Maybe they began to realise that actually he was God. Have there been times in your life when you have shouted at God why are you not listening why are you not helping why are you ignoring me why have you left me where are you in this when I need you most where are you because I know I've done that kind of felt a bit guilty shouting at God did it anyway but Emmanuel is God with us God is there God is always there that's his promise we might not realise it we might not see it in that moment but he is always with us he sees beyond the circumstance the immediacy and in that circumstance when we turn to him he can either say to that circumstance be calm Or he can say to us, my grace is sufficient for you to deal with this. But whatever way around it is, he is there and he is real and he is with us. He never lets us down. He never fails us. Despite us so often going our own way. His peace isn't diminished by our storms. We can allow it to fill our hearts with calm and courage as we turn to him, giving our requests to him in prayer and focusing on his faithfulness. God with us will never leave us. It's the presence of peace that we can access and we can practice. Well, how do we do that? Well, we can ask for it. We can come to God in prayer. Prayer changes things. It changes us and it changes circumstances. God's peace is able to bring a powerful transformation in us and through us. No matter what we're anxious or worried about, we can bring our needs and our requests to God. Paul, in a place where he had been imprisoned, writes and says to the folks there, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And he continues, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we bring our 
issues to God, he responds by giving us peace. As we talk to him and give him thanks, God's peace grows within us and guards our emotions. And it's something that nobody else can do or nobody else can give. And actually often it transcends understanding because in the middle of the most difficult situations, you can sit there and you can feel at peace. Despite. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't make sense given the worry and the fear that was there just moments before and that other people would think we should have. But God is able to take that and to calm it and to still it and to change it for peace. This is our Prince of Peace, the giver of shalom, of wholeness, the giver of his spirit of peace. And when we come close to him, when we worship him like those shepherds did, when we connect with him, he transforms our outlook. No matter how bad the storm swirling around and within us, he can calm it and he can carry us through it. Now let me encourage you to look for Jesus even in the midst of the storm. You might find him as a baby lying in a manger or as the carpenter's son asleep in a boat. It might even seem initially to you as it did to the disciples that he doesn't care. But in the midst of whatever life brings to you this day and this week, remember that Jesus comes with power to change things. To change you, to change circumstances, to change others. He comes as the Prince of Peace, always with us, restoring us to God through wholeness and comfort. May he be your peace this week, guarding your soul with his peace and filling you with the spirit of wholeness and shalom, the Prince of Peace in your heart. Amen.